This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So I'm going to start off the show, divisional round. I told y'all earlier in the season that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would not repeat. And guess what? They lost. Wayne Brady, the Brady Bunch, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Los Angeles Rams. I had the Rams going to the Super Bowl. And I'm riding with them. Now, game ended 30 to 27. Matthew Stafford, game-winning drive, had a stellar game. 28 for 38, 366 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. The Los Angeles Rams need to fix up their turnovers. They have four fumbles. Four turnovers, four fumbles that helped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get back into this game. At one point, it felt like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was trying to just roll over and die. But the Los Angeles Rams was like, nah, nah, we want y'all to take it. And then at the end, Matthew Stafford to the most productive receiver this season, Cooper Cup, for the game-winning field goal heading back to Los Angeles, which will be the third time Los Angeles Rams versus the 49ers for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Now, y'all know where I'm going with that one. We can talk about that a little later. But the story of the game from essentially the first quarter all the way down to midway fourth quarter was the Los Angeles Rams defense. Von Miller showed up and showed out. To me, the MVPs of this game were going to be Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Obviously, they came back, so I got to give props to Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, especially Matthew Stafford. But Aaron Donald was hellacious. Vaughn Miller, hellacious. Leonard Floyd, hellacious. They were like in shark infested waters, and they were just smelling blood. It was over. It was done. Tom Brady was getting hit left and right. Jalen Ramsey, you're the one of the best DBs in the game. In my opinion, you're the best DB in the game. But you can't give up that touchdown. They roll coverage to Scotty Miller because he's getting, you know, a little action. You got to hold up your end of the bargain. But all that is forgiven if you can close out the 49ers and head to the Super Bowl where you'll see who you're going to be facing. Tom Brady 
was to me, I right, one touchdown, one pick, looked pedestrian for most of the game until the Rams started coughing up the, the football. Their offensive line was not good. They lost their, their best offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs. And Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, they ate. They ate. They singled them out, and they ate. That defense is not that good. I'm just letting y'all know. That Bucks defense is not that good. The Rams did whatever they wanted to, however they wanted to, and they allowed Cooper Cup to over have, almost have 200 yards. Odell Beckham was, was great. Tyler Higbee was very critical on those third downs and long second downs. I told y'all that the Los Angeles Rams were going to be one of the last teams standing, and they still standing. And I also told y'all that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not going to repeat. I told y'all this. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Now, I remember having sisters in sports on the show, Tiffany, I'm going to need you to come back. You said who going to check you? Well, the Rams checked you. Yes, I'm calling you out. You said they were going to go back. Well, they ain't going back. Just like I told Chanel of the Washington football team, they weren't going to the playoffs. This proved me wrong, and I'm just proving y'all wrong. So before I continue talking about these games, last week, wild card weekend, I was perfect, 6-0. and Divisional round, I was 1-3. The one that pains me the most is the one I'm about to talk about right now. 49ers heading to Green Bay and playing Aaron Rodgers, the guy that we believe is going to be the MVP of this season, four times over now. I still don't understand how the Green Bay Packers lost. This is gut-wrenching. This reminds me of when I saw the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Indianapolis, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, and they losing that game because of special teams. Now, Aaron Rodgers, the guy that was immunized, just got immunized by the 49ers. He has never beaten them in the postseason. He's 0-4. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. He has not beaten them at all. Seattle. Zero. The man, he didn't play bad. He was 20-29, 225 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. That first drive, they just whooshed down the field and you just felt Oh, this is good night, Irene. By the by the first half, they'll be up by 14, 17, and that's the ending of the 49ers season. But that was their best job and essentially their only job. Because after that, it was a fumble, which I thought by Mercedes Lewis was the turning point in the game because they were driving on that. They got the block field goal, the 49ers did, just before the half. And they got a blocked punt that resulted in a touchdown. The San Francisco 49ers, they didn't do anything. They couldn't muster up points offensively. Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers are trying to drive and trying to get into the end zone. He gives you a pick. The Green Bay Packers defense was phenomenal. 
they registered four sacks. They were getting to him. And once again, they lost. The Green Bay Packers lost. Every time they're the ones who whip Aaron Rodgers, they lose. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers, you got to make a play. You got to make a play. The defense played well. The special teams was horrible. And that's why people have to understand football is the ultimate team sport. Special teams literally cost the Green Bay Packers 10 points. Whether it was the touchdown or the three points on the um, on the uh, field goal. So I say all of that to say, Aaron Rodgers still has to make a play. He still has to get the ball in the end zone or at least get it to overtime. You, We can't keep giving you excuses. To me, this one hurts a lot because I thought this year they was going to bring it together and they was going to go for it. Now, they're one of the teams that's over the cap. You don't know Aaron Rodgers, uh, how's he going to leave Green Bay or is he going to stay? Devontae Adams is a free agent, but I think they'll tag him. You got the Smith brothers, the Darius and Preston. Both of them not going to be on the team. So you're looking at this Green Bay team and you're wondering, What's going to happen? Now, I've always been saying, it's Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood. Aaron Rodgers ain't got no neighborhood. He ain't got a corner. He just got a stoop. Because all he does is stand on that stoop and never get his team to the Super Bowl, except for one time. Now, I know it took Tom Brady uh, uh, well over a decade to win another Super Bowl after he had won three. Peyton Manning, it took a long time. But Aaron Rodgers, you had home playoff games time and time and time again. Your defense gave you three picks last season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the second half. You got to close that deal too. I say all that to say, this one, this game hurt because I'm like, you couldn't tell me that the 49ers were a better team. But you know what you could tell me? That the 49ers wanted it. They wanted it. And Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to hold this one for a long time. This one hurt. This one hurt. Not for me, but for Packer Nation, this one hurt. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Now, enough about the old goats. Let's talk about the young guns. First one, man, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals and congratulations on getting it to the AFC Championship game. Shout out to my fam, Rashad, who's on the show. You know, he called me out. He was like, hey, you ain't think we was going to beat Tennessee. He's like, you're damn right. I ain't think he was going to beat Tennessee. But the Tennessee Titans, team Titans, remember the Titans. All I remember from this game is Ryan Tannehill. He was pitiful. But I also remember what the Cincinnati Bengals did. They came in there, and that defense played a hell of a game. Started the game off with the pick, ended the game off with the pick. 
They were sensational. They were flat out sensational. I didn't, if you somebody would have told me, hey, Tennessee Titans gonna score 16 points, I would have said, well, Cincinnati's gonna score less than that. Because that defense is good with Simmons and Bud Dupree. But on Saturday, Joe Burrow said, nah, not today. We're winning this game. He was sensational. 348 passes, 28 completions. Yeah, he had a pick, but that really wasn't his fault. I tell you, I tell you all the time, everything runs on Joe, and Joe Nixon played well. They was able to run the ball. He was in, he was, he had over 100 all total purpose yards. And Jamar Chase, man, he got that Chase bank on lock. Five receptions, a buck oh nine. He was dominant. And T. Higgins, he was dominant too, seven for 96. As well as Uzama. Uzama was, was dominant too, seven for 71. So this Bengals team, they for real. They for real. And I got to give them their props. Now, my only problem with them, and I've said it all season, and I'm going to say it again. The Tennessee Titans was able to get to Joe Burrow nine times. They sacked him nine times. And Tennessee lost. That is concerning if you're a Bengals fan because Joe Burrow can't just be getting hit like that and hit like that and hit like that. But they were able to find a way to win. And Ryan Tannehill is just not that guy, man. He went on that magic carpet ride a couple of years ago to get to the AFC Championship game. And he wet the bed on this one. The best throw that he had was on A.J. Green, hitting him with one hand on the right sideline. But outside of that, he was bad. And this team was supposed to go to the Super Bowl. You had Derrick Henry back. You have Julio Jones back. A.J. Brown's back. And you're still lost. So the Tennessee Titans, Teen Titans, remember the Titans. All I remember is Ryan Tannehill being sorry. Now let's get to the other young guns. The best game, in my opinion, of the divisional round was Kansas City versus the Bills. That was a thriller. That was a great game. There was no defense being played, but that was a great game. That was an entertaining game. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. He's just that dude. Let, let me just let y'all know this about Patrick Mahomes. This is fourth straight AFC championship game. He started four years, for four years so far. Let me say that one more time. Patrick Mahomes has started for four years, and all four years, he's been in the AFC championship game. He's only lost to one person in the postseason, that's Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was with, with the Patriots or Tom Brady was with the Bucks. Outside of that, he's undefeated. Patrick Mahomes was sensational. 378 yards, three touchdowns. And the most impressive thing to me, the level of difficulty playing the number one defense across the board. This Buffalo defense across the board has been number one. I think that's because a lot of their stats come from the Jets and the um, and the Dolphins, but that's near here nor there. They're the number one defense in all of football, and they got shredded by Patrick Mahomes. 13 seconds left on the clock. Down three. 
Patrick Mahomes said, don't worry, that's enough time. Got down the field, was got down the field, was able to get the 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 tying, was able to get the tying field goal, and then in overtime wins the coin toss. Good night, Irene. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. And in the game 42-36. But I gotta admit too, Josh Allen was a beast. He had 329 yards, four touchdowns, and then he also gave you 68 yards rushing. Davis gave you 201 receiving yards and four touchdowns, which is a record. The Buffalo Bills played well enough offensively to win. Their defense was atrocious, especially given the fact that Kansas City gave you four points because their field goal kicker missed the field goal and missed an extra point. And y'all still lost. This is not a rivalry until the Bills win. And I'm talking about in the postseason. That's where rivalries are made. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady wasn't really a rivalry until Peyton Manning was able to beat Tom Brady. He did it with the Colts, and then he did it with Denver. Josh Allen, you played great. Your offense was able to move the ball up and down the field. But that defense, that number one rated defense, overrated. And as for the Chiefs, man, somebody give my boy Egg be enemy a job. Please. Now, let's talk about the conference championship games. The best week of football. The last four teams standing. Now, I told y'all that the Timber Bay Buccaneers wasn't repeating. So, I'm happy. I know I was one in three this week, but I don't give a damn because I got the most important one right. Now, for the first game, Bengals-Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is not losing. He's not losing. He's undefeated. He does not lose unless it's Tom Brady. Everybody else he beats. So, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Rashad, you said that the Chiefs would be here and would be heading to the Super Bowl. So don't, you know, get mad at me for not picking your team. I'm sorry. But the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, good luck with that. And especially if the Honey Badger comes back, is it? I think it'll be a long night. If the Chiefs win this game, to me, it's not just because of their offense. Is because of three players on their defense. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and Melvin Ingram. If all three of them combine collectively for four sacks, I don't see the Bengals winning. Especially if Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over. Mind you, the Chiefs are on their revenge tour, kind of. They've beaten the Bills, they're looking to beat the Bengals after the Bengals were, were, were down in the game, third and 27, 
the Chiefs give that up and ultimately give up the game. So, no, I got the Chiefs winning. I don't think they're going to need 40 to win this game. I got the score much closer than the odds-on betting sites say, which is a seven-point favorite. I got the Chiefs winning 32-28. No shame in the Bengals getting to this point and losing to Patrick Mahomes. Now, the NFC Championship game, y'all know where I'm going. I said the Rams from the start. I said the Rams from the start. And they finally got that monkey off their back, which is imploding at the end of the game and, sh- and letting the world know that Matthew Stafford is that dude. He was just with a bum team and a bum franchise in the Detroit Lions. It's hard to beat a team twice. And it's even more difficult to beat them three times. The Rams got home field. The Rams are the better team. To me, the Rams are the most complete team left in these playoffs. And the Rams should win this game. Aaron Donald said, we wouldn't have it any other way. Playing those guys for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald is the best defender in all of football. I know TJ Watt is going to win DPOI, but Aaron Donald is the best defender in football. Von Miller is looking like a sack machine out there. Him and Aaron Donald are the reason why Tom Brady was looked very pedestrian for a large part of that game. Leonard Floyd. And Jalen Ramsey, they got to show up. Jalen Ramsey had one bad play. Outside of that, he played well. I got the Rams beating the 49ers. I got the Rams beating the 49ers. I got them winning 28-21. Rams head to the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl pick is what we should have gotten in Patrick Mahomes' first year, Rams-Chiefs. Now, we've talked a lot about the NFL, deservingly so, because of, obviously, the NFC and AFC Championship games are this weekend. But I want to talk about the NBA a little bit. Just a little quick takes. I got three for you. The first one, Russell Westbrook. This don't work. This don't fit. It's like it's like trying to put oil and water together. It just doesn't mix. Russell Westbrook can't play the way he wants to play. And when he does, he turns the ball over a lot. People are trying to suggest that he should try to play like Dwayne Wade. And I'm telling you right now, that's a bad idea. Stop thinking that idea, that thinking that Russell Westbrook can slash to the basket, post up. In theory, it works. Just like in theory, you thought this could work. But the reality is Dwayne Wade knew how to be a number two because he has Shaq. He knew how to work without the ball in his hands. He knew how to impact the game. Russell Westbrook has not <clears throat> Russell Westbrook has not been in those positions in his career at all. This is the first time. If you think about it, when he was with KD, he always had the ball in his hands. After KD left, he had the ball in his hands. He went to Houston, had the ball in his hands because it was just him and James Harden. In D.C., it was just him and Bradley Bill. Now it's him, LeBron, and A.D., and he doesn't know how to incorporate himself. 
So y'all going to try to trade him. Y'all ain't going to be able to trade him because I don't care if it's Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, or Russell Simmons. You ain't getting no compensation for him, period. Except for one trade, and I only see one trade happening. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, and people were like, no, that don't make no sense. I'm trading him for John Wall. John Wall is hungry. John Wall is not a dominant ball handler like Russell Westbrook is. And John Wall can play some defense. At his best, he averaged 24, 10, and 6. So I'm taking John Wall over Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is just, he's just here. I love his tenacity. I love his passion. But the man can't use his mind to win games. He needs to use his athleticism. Now, another quick take I have for you, and I hope this happens. There's been rumors as the trade deadline approaches in the next couple of weeks. Christian Wood is on a trading block, obviously, and my Miami Heat are looking at him. I'm telling y'all right now, if the Miami Heat get Christian Wood without giving up my favorite hero, the butler, and Bam Bam, and I ain't talking about Flintstones, I might need to see y'all in the finals. I just might go ahead and put the Miami Heat in the finals. I'm just letting y'all know, if we get Christian Wood and we don't have to give up the guys that I just said, everything runs on Duncan, you can head to, you can head to Houston. I'm just letting you know, Victor Oladipo head back to Houston. I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know, if we get Christian Wood, we might be seeing the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors. And that goes to my third quick take. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in basketball. Period. They're the best team in basketball. They play great offense. They also play great defense, especially at times. It doesn't matter who's in. They're going to be competitive. They haven't had eight in for a couple of games, and they haven't missed a beat. Now you're like, well, who's they beaten in the last couple of weeks? Where they beat Miami, my Miami Heat, they blew them out. They also beat the Utah Jazz. And they also have not let up on bad teams. If they're playing a bad team, they beat the brakes off of them. It doesn't matter. Oklahoma City, the Clippers without Paul George and, and Kawhi, obviously, they beat the brakes off of the bad teams and they beat the good teams. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they demolished the Lakers. They're just a really good basketball team. And am I on the bandwagon? Hell yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. I've seen too much to not give this team their just due. So I'm I'm going with the Phoenix Suns to get out of the West, period. I don't care if they play Golden State. They're going to beat the Golden State Warriors in the seven-game series. And the Golden State Warriors haven't really played well, and I think a lot of that has to do with incorporating Clay. But we'll see what happens. But if Christian Wood gets to Miami, whoo-wee, let's see what happens. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. 
If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.